What's up, everybody? This is Chris Kane here again with another unofficial therapy podcast. Hey, I've been bad. I'll admit it, guys. I told you last time I was going to stay on schedule, talk to you guys weekly, and uh, yeah, that did not happen. I've been caught up in the swing of life and making excuses and letting time get away from me, not being as organized as I should, and as a result, you don't get a podcast. That's kind of how that thing goes. So I want to apologize again. I spent the better part of this weekend trying to get my life reorganized or getting my life reorganized. No trying, right? Like Yoda. Do or do not. No try, right? So I'm sorry. I should I should have been here for you guys. I'm sure you were wondering, what's going on with the therapy podcast? I know. I know. I know. But I have been out here doing some stuff. So I do have some stories to tell you guys before we hop into our topic. I got to spend um, a bachelor weekend in Miami with some high up people. I'm not going to drop names because that's that's not really that important. It's really just important to know that they're the type of people that when they go somewhere they just get let in. You just you get the you get the velvet rope treatment. You don't show IDs. You get VIP. You get bottle service. That's what that's what I was uh, subjected to last weekend. It was awesome, and I don't even drink, but you know, being around that life um, exposed me to something I, I you see on TV. You just assume this is how those people live, but to actually be in the throes of it and to actually be a part of it and not just like some, some spectator from afar, it's kind of a weird feeling. I didn't realize how much I hated waiting in line until I didn't have to wait in lines anymore. Now I hate waiting in lines or anything. Like, I hate waiting at the red, the red light. I want to just drive through. Do you know who I am? I just want to push through, man. The idea that you just get catered to because of what you've done or because of what your name is, it's kind of intoxicating. I can see why people get addicted to it. I also see why people would you know lie, cheat, and steal to keep it. But... It was, it was a blur, man. Just from place to place, spot to spot, photos, autographs, just being around that stuff was like, man, this is crazy. And it's odd because I thought long and hard about being successful in this game and what fame on whatever level will manifest itself as. And I'm not particularly... I don't just destroy that word. I'm not particularly um, that extroverted, right? So I'm sure those things will happen, but I never thought I would be the type to, you know, get caught up in it and swept up in it and forget who I was. But it's hard to know that until you kind of get exposed to it, right? I think I have good morals and a center, but I mean, there was there was some there was some ridiculous stuff going on. All right, I'm just. And I'm being vague intentionally because I don't want to, you know, bust people out. But I'm just saying, it was, there was some money being thrown. There was VIP. There was, no. It was just, it was some high level stuff going on. And what it made me, for the most part, was more motivated to, like, to not be a, a latcher on to that life, but to be, like, the plug. I didn't want to be part of the court. Like, oh, yeah, I'm with that guy. That's, that's all it was. Hey, I'm with this guy. All right, cool, you're in. 
But really, I'm just with that person. It's not me. I could just be a regular person. The idea of being the plug, the person that can allow their friends and family to kind of live that life, that is attractive to me. I have a lot of family that have a handful of friends who I consider friends' friends. And the idea that, hey, man, you want to go, I don't know, Vegas for the weekend and we just like mob up everywhere, everywhere we go, you don't have to worry about paying for stuff, you just do what you want to do. Yeah, let's do that. And then you just go. I think that's more alluring than having someone fall from a balcony saying, can you sign my boobs? Which I've done before and it's awesome. But <laughs> but that's not that's not that important overall. So that was that was enlightening. It really just showed me you have to step your game up. And I thought I mean I've been on this life improvement kick for the most part of this year and it's been highly successful up to this point. I've done a lot of things that I wanted to do. Um, financially, life-wise, state of mind-wise, a lot of those things have come to fruition the way I wanted them to. So, no complaints on my end. This has been very, this has been very solid. But, but seeing that was like, oh wow, there's even notches above what I thought I wanted, and so that in some way drove me back to the podcast because seeing that was. It's proof positive that you can. It's, it's attainable, right? I'm I'm one degree of separation away from this, and the only way I can get there, since I can't really sing, <laughs> or I'm not a great dancer, is that I have to be diligent about what I'm doing, and I have to be good about my work. And then as my work improves and gets recognized, and that part comes with it. So the big part of that is becoming organized because I'm not, again, by nature, an organized person. So that's how podcasts fall through the cracks, because I'll say, oh, I'm going to do a podcast on Tuesday night, and then it's like, oh, I'm just going to do comedy, or I'm going to stay home and watch Netflix, and then next thing you know, it's Friday, and I've done no podcast. So that's why I'm here. But what I want to talk about today is, it's an interesting thought that I never really um, appreciated, but I heard it recently. It was actually talked about in regards to comedy, but I'm just going to take that and apply it to a, a more general topic. It was the idea of good jokes versus bad jokes. More accurately, offensive jokes versus jokes that don't offend. And there was an attack on the offensive jokes, meaning this joke hurt people, so that comedian should have to like apologize to the apology tour thing, or they should have their money garner, garnished, or what have you. And someone who was defending them essentially said good jokes and bad jokes come from the same birth you don't know if it's going to be funny until it's out there how could you know even if it comes from a dark place it could still be some of some of the funniest stuff i think one of dave Chappelle's best jokes is his bill cosby rape joke and it took a lot of turns went through this whole historical context and talked about the original sin of our country and emmett till and blah 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 and eventually ended up with and Bill Cosby, during his time, raped 60 women. Like, that's how he ended the joke. And it's a really well-written joke. But on his face, it's just a rape joke. But it's smarter than that. And I'm sure you got some backlash for it. But obviously, his career's not done. So you can do it. You just have to be good at it. And so the idea that good jokes and bad jokes are from the same birth is more about protecting the speech itself, not necessarily the content of the joke. 
But since most of you guys aren't comedians, that doesn't really apply to your life. So I'm using that same thought pattern to come up with success and failure. And I guess right and wrong, because those kind of parallel each other. But failing and succeeding essentially are from the same birth on some level. I don't think anyone sets out to be a failure. There are a lot of people who are, but no one's like, all right, man, I'm finna go fail real quick. I don't think anybody thinks like that. But people do what they think at the given moment will give them what they think they want. So someone may say, hey, this is only a short-term satisfaction. Long-term, it's going to be problematic. But in the short term, it's a success. And then you hope that once that fades out, you can find the next success and you keep going. You don't think I'll have momentary success and then years of failure or else you probably wouldn't do it. It's almost like it's too far away to know how it's going to end. So you just live in the moment. If the moment is a success, then that's successful. If that makes any sense. And then the opposite, I guess, is also true. So and the same thing with truth and like falsehoods. If someone, we've all seen this, someone who will, will say something that they believe to be true, and then someone will correct them and say, oh, actually, it's this. But when they said it, they thought it was true because that's just where their mind was. No one starts talking, unless you're trying to lie to someone, then obviously that's different. But when you're just talking in general, you're not trying to deceive. You're not trying to be incorrect. No one wants that. You think you're right. And it's not until later that you find out that you're wrong or that your maybe your premise was off or faulty or something like that. And so if failing, if failing and succeeding are from the same birth, then that means that they're two halves of the same coin, right? You can be right as quickly as you can be wrong and you can fail as fast as you can, you can succeed. So I guess that would mean you can't achieve real success if there's not a I guess, equal or at least highly probable chance of you also being a failure. You can't, you can't have one or the other. So if you want to use a sports analogy, because that's how I think of my most stuff, for me to take a jump shot, it's essentially a 50-50 shot. I'm going to make it miss it. Now, in real life, depending on how far away from the basket you are, those numbers change. From the free throw line, you can make 90% of your free throws, and that's when you're really good. But even an average player can make in the 70s. But the further you go from the rim, then that number drops lower and lower. Even Steph Curry doesn't shoot 50% from three. He's the best shooter I've ever seen. So, but psychologically, and I guess realistically, you can either make the shot or miss the shot. But the way it comes off his wrist, the follow-through, all that, each shot essentially looks the same. And so it has a 50-50 shot of being both. In this regard to failing, failing and succeeding, it's it's a it's a weird it's a weird thought pattern. I'm almost rambling because I'm trying to like think it through right now. When do you know that you've officially failed, and when do you know that you're still on a road to succeeding? And I think that's an interesting point because I think some people, and I know I'm one of these people, but I'm sure some of you guys as well. You have like maybe a quota or like a number of failures before you change course. Okay, so 
let's say if I'm shooting a certain way, let's keep the basketball analogy just to make it, you know, work. If I'm shooting the same way and I miss 10 shots in a row, I'm probably going to change something about my shot. I'm going to come closer to the rim. I'm going to, like, try to get more elevation. I'm going to snap my wrist more. I got to change something. But for some people, is it 10 shots? Is it 15 shots? Is it 20 shots? Is it five? How far do you go without achieving what you're trying to achieve before you think, all right, this isn't working. I got to change courses. I don't know that number. And I think a lot of people don't know. Maybe it's a feeling. It may not even be something that you can just tangibly put a finger on. All right, man, if I get, like, okay, let's use dating. Dating is a better example than sports because some people don't watch sports. If you go to a club every day and you ask X number of women to dance and they say no, five women a day at the club, you want to dance? No. Hey, you like the song? You want to dance? No. Right, you do that five times. You get shut down all five times. Come back tomorrow, same thing, same thing, same thing. How often before you stop going to that club? Or when do you reevaluate and say, maybe my asking pitch is weird. Maybe my energy is off. No, maybe I'm coming across as too weird. Maybe I shouldn't have two drinks in my hand when I go to ask you out. But then there's also the rule of thinking that you, you're still doing it the right way. You just haven't hit your stride yet. Maybe you've just been going to the wrong clubs, but your approach is, is right. Maybe you've been, I don't know, maybe someone's sabotaging you behind the scenes, saying, hey, watch out for that guy over there, and they don't ask, it doesn't work out for you. It may not be that just because it's not succeeding that you're on the wrong path. You may be failing in a moment, but succeeding in the long run. I think this is true of businesses that, like a business like Amazon. I want to say I read an article, maybe I should have heard an interview about um, Jeff Brazos was saying that the company was about to tank. It was going under, and he, you know, put his last bit of whatever he had into it thinking that the idea will work, thinking that this is something that people needed. And it turned around, and now, I don't know, let's say 15 years later maybe, he's the richest guy in the world. And so, but when he was putting his money into the company that was failing, I'm sure there were some that said, cut your losses, get out. You tried, didn't work out, dude. You're a smart person, you'll find something else to invest in. Go do that. But he doubled down. Now, he could have lost everything <laughs> pretty easily, actually. Maybe eBay would have just kept growing and took over the world, and their CEO would have been as smart as he is and branched out into all these other mediums that Amazon has taken over. It's hard to know. It's like Blockbuster and Netflix, right? At one point, Blockbuster was the champ. Netflix is a new kid on the block. Blockbuster could have acquired Netflix, assimilated them into their overall brand strategy, and been highly successful because Netflix is a beast. But... The blockbuster people said, no, who wants to watch movies and TV on the internet? People want DVDs for life, and now you don't see blockbusters anymore. So it went the opposite for them. But the idea that he just kept doubling down and believing in himself, even in a storm of failing, and it's turned out the way it did, like, what is that? Is that the idea that... This ain't my last money. If this falls through and fails and lose everything, I'll just get it back. Is that just that self-assured? Is it arrogance? The thing, I'm, I'm super smart. Maybe they just don't get Amazon yet. And if I just keep it around, they'll, they'll, they'll mess with me. Like, well, I don't know what it is. But I think 
depending on where you are in your life, you may be going down a certain path that you're not yielding the results you want. And so it's, it's easy to want to like tuck tail and go the opposite or say, this isn't working. I got to change courses or because I'm, I'm hemorrhaging right now. Like I'm losing everything. But you may not be on the wrong path. It just may not be. They may be requiring more perseverance from you. And so this doesn't apply to me necessarily in this story. Like I'm not at that point in my life. So I know some of you guys are like, Chris, what's going on in your life? Nothing. This isn't about me. It's just an, it's just an idea. It's a thought. Um, because I'm empirical, maybe to a fault. And so like I have a set number. I changed courses like almost a year ago because I knew I felt like I was on the wrong path because of my state of mind, not necessarily because of anything else. Just the level of stress I had on my life, trying to live my life was unreasonable. And it was it was a situation I didn't want to live in. So I changed courses because of that. But you now I've been in LA for almost two years. I'm not famous in my movies and that kind of stuff. But I also think I'm still on the right path. So I'm not moving back. I'm not quitting acting and stuff. You know what I'm saying? So I think I'm still doing fine in that regard. So this isn't about me. But I'm thinking this might be a word for somebody out there who's forging ahead in some career, some endeavor, and they think I'm doing the right thing. I think this is a quality product. I think who I am and what I am is right. And maybe there's pressure from other people, maybe investors, maybe significant other, maybe the the bank. Hey, man, you got to pay us that money back. <laughs> Wait for our ROI, baby. Um, and so there's a temptation to want to just to just change courses because you think, damn, maybe I was wrong about what my idea. Or maybe I was wrong of and overestimated my own intellect or what the market is. And it may just be keep riding. It's unlike people who are offended by jokes in the media and that kind of thing. In that case, the audience is the arbiter of funny, right? So if enough people get offended, you probably got to apologize or you lose the show or you lose endorsements or whatever. So it doesn't matter if you thought the joke was clever and was well-intentioned. If they don't mess with it, they don't mess with it. You got to deal with the consequences. You don't have to apologize, I guess, theoretically, but you're still going to lose everything. In this regard, just because people outside of you don't see the path you're on or don't think you're on the right way up doesn't mean that you aren't. It just means that maybe they don't see what you see. Now, again, for this theory to be true, that means they also could be right and you could be wrong. And you could be going down a, a dead end road full speed. And um, we've seen enough bad movies to know how that ends. So I don't know if this is encouraging for some people or if this gives you something to think on. Usually there's like a call to action when I'm done with one of these. And it's like, oh, man, thanks, Chris. I'm going to apply that to my life. I don't know if that really applies to this podcast. I think it's just something to think on. What I would like is for someone who's on a path that they feel good about and maybe they were having apprehension and they felt like, oh, man, I don't know if this is working out or they were starting to change courses. I'm hoping that this kid, this gives you perseverance and gives you something to endure and you kind of keep going. That's what I'm hoping this that comes with this. However, there will probably be some who think, you know what, I've been dumb. 
<laughs> I got to get off this course. And it might be good for you in the long run as well. I don't know what your path is the same way you don't know what mine is. But the idea that you can fail and succeed the same way. And you can, I don't know if it's having favor, blessings, or if it's connection and fortuitiveness. I don't know. But it's something to consider that even if you're failing, you, I guess you theoretically had just a good chance to succeed. So, and if you're succeeding, just know it could have gone the other way too, just because you're talented. Because you have a good product doesn't mean it's going to work out. And so if you are succeeding, I guess, feel blessed. And if you're not, you're probably not that far away. Anyway, thank you guys for tuning in once again. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I have to keep apologizing because I feel like I actually feel bad. Even though you guys haven't been like, dude, what's going on? I feel like I'm not living up to the bar set for myself by not doing these more consistently. So I'm apologizing more for me than for you guys. But um, tell your friends, listen, subscribe, all that good stuff. And I will talk to you guys soon this time. And this time I mean it because you're going to be on my schedule. Have a good week. Deuces.